On Point with Craig's Investment Partners. All right, morning everybody. Before we begin, remember the information provided here is general in nature. It's not financial advice. It doesn't take into account your situation, objectives, goals or risk tolerance. All investments are subject to risk and none are guaranteed. So before you make any decisions, you should always contact an investment advisor and you can find more information about Craig's Investment Partners Advisory Services at our website, which is craigsip.com. Okay, uh, let's take a look back at last week. And it wasn't a bad one, actually. A bit of stability, return to global share markets, uh, fears of banking crisis, not gone away completely, still a bit of nervousness out there, but they did subside from the levels of, of worry that we've seen over the last fortnight. And also there's a, a definite feeling that we are coming towards the end of the central bank monetary policy tightening cycle, um, which of course means that the interest rate hikes will, will soon stop and interest rates will plateau. So I think those things did uh, just give markets a little bit more comfort um, over the past five trading days. We had the US market up uh, 1.3, 1.4%. Uh, so the index now is, is back above levels that it was trading at before the Silicon Valley Bank news broke. Uh, the FTSE 100 in the UK up about 1%. The European stock 600 uh, up just shy of 1%. Uh, closer to home, things were a little bit more subdued. The Aussie market was down slightly, not a lot, a little more than half a percent. Uh, and our NZX50 was was down a bit more heavily. We were down 1.2%, but we had a few a few companies that uh, fell quite heavily on the back of weaker um, earnings guidance and or results. So the warehouse, which released a result last week, uh, it didn't make for great reading, and the outlook seems very challenged. So the warehouse was down more than 15%. And Sinlay Milk fell by about the same degree, by a little more than 15%. And they obviously had a tough week the previous week too uh, on the back of, of softer uh, earnings uh, guidance. So there, there were a few of the stocks sort of in what you might call that that mid-cap space, which um, uh, did did drag our index down. But look, it wasn't, it wasn't a terrible week, to be honest. Um, Looking ahead, we're sort of heading into the, the last week of March and markets are, are, are looking like they'll finish the month for the most part in negative territory. Uh, remember that March did come on the back of quite a strong January and a, a fairly solid February too. So as we look to the end of the first quarter of the year and in financial markets, you often think in quarters, a lot of a lot of um, investors uh, uh, get get their quarterly reports so um, you know we do tend to think about things in, in quarters and as the March quarter draws to a close uh, for the most part global shares haven't been terrible. Um, the New Zealand market is up about 0.9% uh, as we head into the for the quarter um, if we were to sort of close things off today that's where we would be the Aussie market up ever so slightly the US is up about three and a half percent, and if you throw in some currency weakness, um, Kiwi dollars down about two, two and a half percent against the US dollar, then US shares are up five and a half or six percent. The UK market is down slightly, but the currency has moved our way. So, and on a new New Zealand dollar basis, the UK market is up about three percent, and Europe is 
up about three and a half percent and we've also had the currency go our way there as well so on a new zealand dollar basis the european share market is up about six and a half percent so look it hasn't been a terrible start to the year it has been volatile but not terrible uh, interest rates fell further last week where the u.s treasury yield falling from 3.84 to 3.77 so it continued to drift lower it's now at the lowest since september last year so about six odd months ago uh, and it's obviously well down from being over five percent it was only three weeks ago that the u.s two-year treasury yield was over five percent now it's 3.77, so some big moves there. Uh, the US 10-year uh, also slipped. It finished the week at 3.38, which is a little lower than where it started the week. So again, that's the lowest we've seen in probably about three months, and uh, it's well below the high uh, that we saw late last year. The US 10-year got as high as 4.34, I think. I think that was an intraday high. Um, and, and obviously, you know, it's down almost a whole percent, which is quite a big move. So uh, bonds have actually performed quite well. You look at the Bloomberg, uh, Bloomberg Treasury Index, and it was up 1.3% last week, and it's up 3.6% uh, this year. So it's actually performed better than the US share market, uh, which, is, which is good, because all those people out there you know, US investors that have got a portfolio that's a mixture of shares and bonds, uh, both of them up um, slightly, which is good because uh, last year they were both down. There's a similar story here in NZ, our five-year swap rate, which is the wholesale market interest rate fell, uh, started the week at 4.5, finished at 4.2, so it's at the lowest since Feb, um, lowest since last month, down from a peak from back in October, it was nearly 5.2. So again, we're down by a full percent as well from those highs. And as a result, uh, bonds have performed well. Um, the NZX corporate bond index uh, so far in 2023 is up 2.7%. So that's well ahead of what the New Zealand share market has has done. You know, the shares are up um, not quite 1% and New Zealand bonds are up nearly 3 So again, uh, remember that it's not all about the share market. The, the vast bulk of investors have a mixture of asset classes. And even though, even though the equity markets, the share markets have been very volatile, um, bond markets have been actually performing well in the last few months. Looking back at last year's key releases, uh, the big one that everyone was looking ahead to was the um, uh, the Fed meeting. So we saw the Federal Reserve meet. Uh, they increased their policy rate by another 0.25%. That sees the Fed funds rate, which they do as a range, the upper bound. So the top of that range is now at 5%, a little higher than our OCR and the highest that we've had since 2007. So that was the ninth rate hike from the Fed this cycle. So they moved first uh, about a year ago, March 2022, from a record low of 0.25. And um, and after nine rate hikes, um, uh, a few 75s, a couple of 50s, and a couple of 25s, they're at 5%. The, the statement that they uh, released was a little bit softer in terms of its language. You know, when they were talking about where to from here, uh, last time, um, they said ongoing increases in the target rate will be appropriate. This time, they changed that wording to additional policy firming may be appropriate. So 
I think I think that uh, that does tell you that they are just a little bit more cautious. And, and Jerome Powell, the Fed chair, also said in his press conference that some members of the the Fed had considered pausing. So some of them had sort of thought, "Hang on, guys, should we do nothing here?" Um, in the end, it was a unanimous vote to go 25, but they did consider pausing, which is quite telling, isn't it? They obviously talked about the banking sector stresses. Um, they think the banking sector is is sound. They think, uh, but they did say they're monitoring the situation. Um, so it's it's definitely a watch this space. I'm not going to dwell on the banking sector issues because. Right after I, uh, I finish recording this, I will uh, do a separate session um, talking about the banking sector, what I think it means for markets, what I think it means for interest rates. Um, so we'll put this one that you're listening to right now. This will go up on Monday morning. So it's probably Monday if you're listening to this um, hot off the press. And on Tuesday morning, I think we'll try and put the other one up. So um, we'll deal with the banking sector separately but it is quite relevant what we've seen in the last fortnight for the path of economic activity uh interest rate policy from here on and the share market so you know lots lots of things at play back to the fed though uh at last week's meeting they did release a new summary of economic projections um and they they still have interest rates going up a little bit sort of over the near term so not not a huge amount of of change there but uh, i guess the important thing there is you know they they like the european central bank the previous week they have looked through some of these banking sector issues and and they still boxed on with a rate hike which is probably the right thing to do. Uh, the Bank of England, we also saw a rate hike there last week, um, up by a quarter of a percent. So that takes their policy rate to 4.25, the highest since 08. I think they they would have potentially been thinking about just pausing. You know, they're already at four, so they've already moved a long way. But there was some UK inflation data that came through last week, and it was expected to it was expected to um, come in at 9.9%, which is still super high, and it came in at 10.4%. So it was quite a bit higher than um, than expectations, and that was a little bit of a surprise. It, it's still below where it got to late last year. It was actually above 11% late last year, but I think that stronger inflation report probably forced the, the Bank of England's hand. So uh, we saw a rate hike from them as well. Um the other economic release that I was really looking forward to were the flash PMIs, and PMIs are basically activity indicators. We get them monthly, and they they really tell you uh, how is this month tracking compared to the previous month, and they're based on surveys, so they they give you a good feel for what businesses are seeing ahead. So they're, they're quite useful. Um, they point to a robust economy. We saw the US and Europe both improve further, so they're their readings are, are sitting at quite high levels, actually the highest we've seen since May last year, which means the pace of of, of economic growth is in, in the eyes of the respondents to the survey at its fastest level since, since May last year. Japan was also pretty solid, the highest in nine months, and um, the UK did fall slightly, but it still signalled a pretty healthy expansion. So the only weak link on the economic front was Australia, which saw its PMI fall 
Um, and, and of the last six months, the Aussie PMI has pointed to a, a mild contraction. So I don't think that means Australia is anywhere near recession or anything like that at this point, but it is just telling you that the economy is a bit slower than it has been. Maybe that's um, the impact of all the rate hikes we've seen coming through, or maybe it's sort of the uncertainty around um, uh, the, the Chinese economy, even though that's rebounded lately. And we've obviously seen commodity prices come off quite a bit. So remember, Australia is quite, quite tightly linked to what you're seeing um, on the commodity price front. Um, so that's good news from an economic perspective. The, the less good news was that there's still lots of indicators of inflation remaining higher than we would like. And in the US and in Europe, it was the services sector uh, where those inflation pressures are high. And um, it was it was around wage costs that are driving them up. So some good and bad there. Uh, on the local front, we had a dairy auction and dairy prices fell again. So the GDT index was down about two and a half percent. Prices are well down from where they were in March last year, um, although that was a, a 15 year high. So important to keep that in mind. But prices back at levels that you know, we last saw in late 2020. So it's no surprise that um, Fonterra has reduced its payout forecast. They did that formally last month, I think it was. So uh, they had a midpoint of nine, then they've moved to a midpoint of 8.5. I wouldn't be surprised if it actually comes in, you know, still in the eights, but, you know, not as high as 8.5, 8, 820, something like that you know, could, could be more, more realistic when um, you look at what's happening out there in the world. But um, not, not terrible, uh, but certainly not as strong as we saw this time last year. Looking to the week ahead, um, while we're talking about sort of what's happening in New Zealand, we'll start with New Zealand. So I think the highlight of the local week, and it is a pretty quiet one, uh, the highlight of the local week will be the, the Business Outlook survey for March. That's the ANZ survey, and that's due on Thursday afternoon, 1 p.m. This will be interesting, uh, always interesting. We're, last month, we saw confidence improve further. You know, it, it, bounced in, um, uh, it, bounced, it bounced in February. Actually, it bounced in January. It bounced in February and in, in, in March. You know, we'll, we'll wait and see. But the last two months have been an improvement on those very low levels we saw from um, December. So it'll just be a case of monitoring whether that trend continues. I feel like the economy is potentially slowing a little quicker than some people think, certainly in some parts of the country and in some sectors. That's just the vibe I get from businesses that I talk to and from you know many of the, the regions that I've visited um, over the last little while. So I wouldn't be surprised if um, you see things just coming through a bit more subdued in this survey. Um, and obviously with the, uh, the disruption from all the weather events, uh, there will be some sectors and some parts of the country that will definitely be sort of of, of a more subdued nature. So uh, that, this will be useful to just take the pulse of of where the economy's tracking and um, uh, obviously inflation being still a really, really important driver of what happens from here from a central bank perspective, from a uh, financial markets and economic perspective. We'll, we'll be watching the pricing intentions part of that survey. We'll be looking for any sort of um, further details about what's happening with wages. Uh, a month ago, uh, there were some positive signs there. You know, wage settlement um, were falling in terms of the quantum of um, uh, 
pricing wage increases I should say you know every sector was showing that things were were coming down a little bit so Thursday afternoon that's that's the key release here um, in the US PCE inflation will be the big one that stands for personal consumption expenditures this is on, due on Friday so we won't actually get it until uh, we've closed for the week uh, and the month and the quarter but um, this is the 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 PCE uh, index is the inflation measure that the Fed watches really closely. So it's important for us because it's important for the Fed. But we should see a slower pace of price increases um, at a monthly level and an annual level, but I think they'll still be high enough to sort of keep people a little bit nervous. So on a monthly basis, the headline PCE inflation rate forecast increased 0.3%. So that's still elevated, but in January, um, the start will be for February. In a month ago in January, we saw this at a seven-month high of 0.6%, which is double 0.3, obviously. So uh, still come, coming, still high, but coming down from those very high levels. And the annual uh, inflation rate, PCE inflation rate, expected to slow from 5.4 in January to 5.1 in February, which would be good. That would be the lowest since September 21. 2021 September 2021 and um, this peaked in June last year at seven so to be sort of down at 5.1 would be good news I think the core PCE which excludes food and energy probably be a little bit stickier um, the monthly figures be a little bit higher and the the annual increase probably won't come down I think it was at 4.7 percent last month I wouldn't be surprised if it stays there other than that, it's a, a fairly quiet week. Um, that's the key US release. Um, in Europe, we've, we've got some inflation readings that are coming out late in the week as well. So those will be interesting. And in China, we've got some uh, their PMI releases. They're out of sync with many other parts of the world um, for whatever reason. So those activity indicators, the PMIs that I mentioned for all those other major regions that came out last week, well, this week on Friday afternoon, we'll get the ones out of China. Um, and hopefully these are good. You know, most indicators out of China have been solid. Um, we've seen that rebound as they've they've reopened. So last month, the, the, the composite PMI, which is a mixture of the manufacturing sector and the services sector, and this was for February in China, that surged to the highest since 2012, which doesn't mean the economies are strong, the strongest it's been since 2012. It, it means relative to the previous month, um, we are seeing the sort of highest rate of change since 2012. So it's more representing the, the rate of change and sort of the upswing um, coming off a low base. So that's probably why it's so high, but it's still good to see. Manufacturing was strong, services were strong, um, and we'll be hoping that we we see more of the um, of the same uh, out of China. Um, and in terms of earnings releases, there's there's very little. A um, couple of big international companies uh, got results coming up: Micron, Lululemon, Walgreens Boots Alliance. So uh, there are a few few global um, companies that are. Uh, are set to release results, so that will always be interesting. But other than that, I think I think um, markets will continue to focus on any news that comes out in terms of the banking sector. You know, markets still a little bit edgy about that, and hopefully we don't see anything sort of further develop. Hopefully these isolated issues that we've seen will be the end of it. But you know, markets markets are nervous. Um, 
PCE inflation in the US, that's an important one on Friday and the ANZ survey here, I think, is, is the key thing that will be relevant on the the local front. And we'll just be seeing how seeing how markets track um, as we, we close off this uh, first quarter in the year of the year. So uh, that's where we're at. Thanks very much for listening. Talk again soon. For more insights, visit craigsip.com.